I am Grant Gustin, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. To the Flash Podcast, your prize for all being ready to see the beast of Flash during Grand Guns and Spirit Island, aka The Flash. I'm your host, Andy B, and we're right now at live and wired on Mixer.com slash DC Podcast, and this is our season finale coverage of, uh, of The Flash Season 5. And uh, with me tonight is the whole gang we have Andrew, we have Taddy, and we have Sora. How are you guys doing tonight? Terrific. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going. We are tired, but prepared. We're good. <laughs> yes. We and know how are you? I am not tired. You're not tired. But I'm also not uh, probably having as much fun as our other co-hosts. I'm recording alone. Well, I'm fine. If it was up to me, I would have flown up to to Canada. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. We um, yeah, we we would have you know, I need to come to Canada at some point. You want you will need to show me around. Um, you can you can you can show me a, a Canadian police car. Um, with the that no- <laughs> for those who who has been listening since season three, there's an episode where Andrew um, like. I, I Brittany was like making fun of Canada for some reason I think and she and then he br- brings up police cars and um, the sound <laughs> like the, the sound he imitated cracked us up so hard. Uh, it, what was it? It was like ooh, hey, ooh buddy, something oh, like that. Oh buddy, I can't remember exactly, but <laughs> I do Canadian, distinctly, though. I distinctly remember that Brittany was being very disparaging. <gasps> wow. So. I mean, I haven't let that go, so if other people could also tweet at her to make sure she doesn't forget, I would really appreciate that. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of outrageous. And she's going to look at her interaction and be like, what are they talking about? Why are, am I getting so, all this so hate? It's like, we all, you know, we talk about racism, sexism, prejudice, but the real problem is prejudice against Canadians. I agree. Yeah, what have Canadians a, ever done? Yes, exactly. All Thank those you. South Park jokes at Canadians' expense, it's, it's a travesty. It's awful. I agree. They're the reason we got someone in the oval in the White House right now. <laughs> so I'm not gonna go that far. Yeah, say it's a joke. They say it's a joke. We're not gonna go. I'm not laughing. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, we're here to discuss the season five finale of The Flash. And- no, 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 Jiminy's journal. You're right. Prejudice against bald people is, is way the worse. absolute worst. In order exactly. to combat it, we should all go bald. Exactly. 
All of us. And the first one to go bald should be Adam Driver <laughs> and Kylo Ren. Anyway, so before we get to the actual discussion, I want to remind your listeners who are listening after the, you know after the live show but who are also listening right now in the live chat is that we have finally announced that on Saturday June 29th we're going to be holding our fifth annual charity event for the DC Podcast Network this year we're working with the Magic Wheel organization which we're so proud to be working with and um, if you go to dcpodcast.com slash fundraiser you will see the full schedule um, which could change in the end but the, the only thing that will stick for sure is that we're going to be starting at 10 a.m. Eastern this year, 5, 7 a.m. Pacific. Um, and ta- no, Taddy, it's all right. You're you're not gonna have to be first, so you you, you will get to sleep in on Saturday. Don't worry, because um, you're like, like you're the only East West Coast that we have here on on this show at least. So that's so um, crazy. But uh, on dcpodcast.com slash fundraiser, you can donate right now if you want to. And uh, but we have plenty of time before we get there but yeah this year we're trying to raise two thousand dollars and for you know because this is our fifth and it's our fifth girls. that's the ultimate sacrifice (laughs) oliver deserves it after all the stuff he's put us through (laughs) he loses Uh, his hair uh, yes that's what happens after all the women he's gotten killed and after all the drama we have put up with him for the past seven eight years um oh sorry did i tell you that uh they uh they killed his half-sister of course they did, because this is Arrow, when they have to kill older women. Of yeah. course they did. There's uh, no other way for to go. Uh, I'm still really fascinated by Flash Podcast Lister 2016. Like, who are you? Why did you choose your your, your username to be that? Like, like, are you like a big stan of us? Because I, I, that would be I cool. I assume, yeah. A lifer. But, uh, so yeah, so... If you want all the information, go to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser, and please, guys, spread spread the word, because we want to hit our $2,000 goal, but also even go beyond that. And also, just going to say this, we do have an amazing raffle giveaway, as always, this year, and I've talked to some really cool artists that might be... That, no, that might be. They will be donating some amazing DCTV artwork that uh, you could possibly win if you uh, donate and enter raffle giveaway, so... There you go. But guys, let's just get into it. Let's get into episode 22 of the Fire Season 5, the season finale called Legacy. And we're going to start with, because there's we have a lot of ground to cover, so we're just going to jump right into the A story. Ding dong, the witch is dead. No more cicada. Um, we threw a lot of weird science fiction and mess and so on. And guys, remember, hit the heart while you're in the live chat, because that helps us a lot. And is hit it all the time. And we pick up right after we left off. And um, Ralph becomes like this rejected Pinocchio blub as he gets hit by the mirror gun. Um, but, um, yeah, a lot of things goes down. But we eventually get to defeating Cicada, but it doesn't come easily. So, so Andrew, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of the conclusion of the Cicada saga? I think my feelings on the strength or hook of this particular plotline is well documented. Uh, I, I <laughs> If somebody found this an interesting villain, then I more power to them. 
I found the villain kind of one note and the question of are they going to murder hundreds or thousands of people or will they be stopped? Not a particularly compelling question for the finale. Uh, I was happy to see them erased and I was most pleased to see the most ridiculous Chris Klein moment of him shouting no going to uh, <laughs> going to stab b- before we got there. So I will say that I am I am happy that it was wrapped up and all those metahumans now get to live. But I, I was not particularly riveted by by this plot line, so it didn't really blow me away. And um, Swara, um, what did you think about it? It just, it just made me really wish that we were done with Cicada episodes and episodes ago. What we got in the 10 to 15 minutes of Thawne being evil in this episode were standout and great and the role that I really want Tom Cavanaugh to actually be in. So ultimately, it was drawn out. I'm glad we're done with the Cicada stuff. I just... I don't know. I don't understand what... Honestly, with a lot of this season, I don't understand what the point of the story was this season i'm going to be blunt was a mess including especially in the cicada storyline which should have been done again episodes and episodes ago so i suppose that when i saw the end of it most of what i felt was just a sense of relief Mm -hmm. and frankly the uh apparent fact that the cicada dagger was directly tied to um, showing or to uh, suppressing Thawne's powers to me that felt contrived it felt like something the writers just threw in the last minute so yeah not my favorite villain I'm glad to be done with him and her so yeah yeah Alex R I, I agree every CW show stretching their storyline too long embrace the filler embrace mini arcs we don't always have to have a season long villain so, yeah, I'm just glad to be done with it. It's mostly a sense of relief. Sadie, what about you? Sadie, what about you? Um, well, I definitely thought that the first half of this episode uh, with the Cicada plot would have made a much stronger uh, previous episode. Like, I think that as soon as Ralph figured out that the dagger uh, was part of Thon's plan, I would have loved for Nora to launch into a I have a way to stop them both. And then last week, we could have tried to get get through to Little Grace, you know, instead of forcibly removing the meta powers from all the metas who are not relevant and therefore don't need powers. um, I would have preferred them to actually try to stop the source. Right. And then the episode would have ended with Abar getting out. But that being said, I did like um, I did like that Nora was the one that went in to talk to Grace because she was also the one that sort of had the connection with her that first experienced Grace's rage. And I, I liked, I, I even liked uh, Orlin being, being the angel and devil on her shoulder. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Which again, I still don't fully understand what's going on. With that. <laughs> um, it was just like, because I, I liked the idea that the, the kind Orlin is like the experience she had with him as a child, like what she actually knew him as. And then the other Orlin, the Cicada Orlin, was the one that she created in her mind listening to his rage while she was in the coma. 
So so I, I, I like that little perspective for her, and I like that she chose the, the path of peace, right, if you will. And then, of course, that couldn't have been the end of it, so they still had to destroy the dagger, which then destroyed Cicada? I didn't know what happened there. I was like, does she disappear? I guess because she doesn't have the dagger in the future, but I'm still so confused. Because I felt like, didn't didn't they mirror gun the dagger in that moment that she had there? Yeah. So, but are you saying, like, she picked up that dagger in the past, the other daggers in the future? I don't know. I I, I cannot. Whatever happens, it it took her with them. With it, I guess whatever. I guess that's <laughs> yeah. fine. But I did love that they saved little Grace, and we even heard that she's going to go to a foster home or whatever. You know, I, I, that was just great, great yeah, ending. I like that. Loki, I was like, man, Barry and I should adopt her, but it's fine. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. So otherwise, otherwise, I did like the Grace part of it, and I liked that Nora finally stepped up and was like the adult that we knew that she could always be, and that Barry and Iris were like supportive of her and like working together as a unit instead of last week where they were like, no, don't do things. So yeah. yeah. Don't do things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of these days I want to hear, I want to hear these characters talk the way Taddy talks. Cause like, or just the way that she would write these characters. Cause they, it's just, I would just want to see, I, I, I just want to see Ken's pen go, don't do things. No, <laughs> um so but yeah for me i am i was confused (laughs) i i i got to a point where i'm like i don't understand what's happening anymore um but um but yeah i i thought this was fine i i i was more impressed with the thinker um, showdown last year, but um, I was I loved that Nora was the one who was able to get into that was able to get into Grace's mind again and save her, and uh, I assume that I don't know I guess. <laughs> I guess it's Grace in the future now is like it's gonna now be like a normal person like you know so, like I didn't think like I don't think she actually died like I it was just like okay she this version of Cicada will not long will no longer exist yeah will not be created exactly right. <laughs> so she will be in the future maybe I don't know, she will work you know maybe she's working at a comic book store and she's like you know I you know I've seen things I le- I I wear I live I live in in this weird city. With all this mess, so... Oh, sorry, Libby is right. Okay, so the reason why... The reason why Grace could stay, even after Little Grace was cured, is because the dagger was controlling it. And then when the daggers appeared, she had no reason to stay. That's what it was. Okay, I understand now. Thank you, Libby. By the way, speaking of the mirror gun, can we address the fact that we saw Ralph turn into chopped sausage... Yeah, that was like it looked like chopped sausage when oh you got hit by the mirror gun. He did, he did. I, 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 I looked like a cubist sculpture. Right. <laughs> I just saw sausage on his skin. <laughs> and it was so weird. I thought hmm. he looked like a rejected Pinocchio. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. You thought he looked like wood? Well, I mean, no, 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 like no. Hardwood. Yeah, sure. yeah Rachel, I agree. Your mouth looks really gross. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my god, hello oh my god. to Rachel. How are you doing? Um, hopefully, uh, OG Rachel will also show up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I will say this. I, like Swore in many ways, I was kind of just relieved that we're finally done with this storyline. Um, I think if they just made Grace the cicada of the whole season, it maybe, like, developed her as, like, a character, like, besides, like, you know, maybe, you know, like, by day she's, like, I don't know, this public politician, anything, something like that, who says... You oh, know, if, like, oh if, if they made her interesting? Well, but, I mean, basically. Burn! Well, I mean, like, Zoom and Reverse Flash were the big bads, and even they didn't have to carry most of the season, right? They were They were doing other things and they had master plans they had schemes they had motivations there were twists this was just but this was a back, bad killer we this, were introduced to that then stayed around this is but this was back when we actually had access to like the rogues like cause everyone's you know while we you know when we weren't focusing on zoom or reverse like we you know we could have like a fun story with captain cold and heatwave and then let us tomorrow happen so that that, that, that there's that but, um, but yeah, I, yeah, Cicada, Shikada, whatever you want to go with, it's definitely the show's weakest villain, villain. Um, I think this was an idea that worked better on paper than it worked on in execution, but I know we can only hope that they can go up from here and so on, but, uh, I, I'm just glad it's done, um, and it's over yeah. with him. So, um, guys, also who are in the live chat, feel free to su- submit some of you know, you know, some of your feedback and some of the things we, we will that we're talking about. And because um, I keep, I can't keep a track on that in the live chat at the moment. So, um, Taddy, Swore, Andrew, if you see interesting comments, feel free to just jump in and just um, mention them. So, but let's let's jump to something. Yeah, the was, comment mentioners. <laughs> yes. Let's just talk about something that was actually interesting, which was uh, Reverse Flash's uh, return. And something that I had not realized until this very episode was that this was a more experienced Eobard. Like, this isn't the same Eobard that we saw... Um, episode, uh, wait, hold on. On Earth X? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, not, this is not the same one that we saw. Like, this is a more... Like, a more... More seasoned Eobard fun and um, and I yeah I re- was reminded how much I love this this villain uh, even though I I still miss Matt Letcher but I guess he's if he's if he's unavailable then Tom Cavanagh is what we gotta go with and it's like here's the thing Tom Cavanagh isn't bad in this role he is magnificent magnificent That's but. Mm-hmm. It's his best role, but for me, continuity-wise, it just doesn't make sense why Eobard would keep going back to this face. Yeah, we we've been over this before. It makes no sense. The only like explanation yeah. we know the explanation that either Matt Lesher isn't available, or honestly, what I think is the most likely scenario, they're just giving it to Tom because they love Tom so much. Yeah, which I personally do not like. I mean, I like Tom, but honestly, after the season, I do not like Tom as much. I think he has too much screen time. And get Matt Letcher back and like let him just be Earth Two, uh, 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 Wells. Yeah. And the thing about like you know, Andy, you're right. It makes no sense. Like you know, for why he would appear like this now. 
And also, like, did you notice that his hair went black? Yeah, because it was like, getting blonde. blonder before. Yeah, yeah. it was really weird. Which, if I had to give an in-universe reason for Thon being that face, it'd be because it's the face that messes with Barry because he... Yeah, you know, that would be yeah, yeah for sure. Him. But it's also... It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm just going to go on the notion that Letra is busy and that, you know, if he can if he can get a Vancouver, which I get is, like, you know... If, it's, I don't think it's easy film, you know, going b- back and before, you know, filming two shows at the same time. Then this is what we have. But we, Eobard is fine, is unleashed, and he goes after, you know, he and Nora, he, Nora and Barry goes after him, as well as the whole team. I don't know if people saw like my, 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 my drift moment, but like I imagine in, in, that Iris was the one who wrote, who was riding the time sphere, and she was pulling a Molly Weasley from Harry Potter. No, my daughter, you bleep. Um, and just ramming right into Eobard. Um, and yes, it is the Eobard from Earth, from Christ on Earth X, but he's obviously been through a lot since then. There's obviously been a long time that's passed for him even. Yeah, but like this is still, this Eobard is like still from our Earth, but went to Earth X and then came back. Yeah, it's, it's like the right. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that this is the Eobard that fought Barry in 2024. Like he... Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What is why he was so... Like he, uh, Albert was feeling himself uh, in this episode, y'all. He was feeling himself, and he—that's why he was so, and he was enjoying this so much, even to the point where he said, "You know, see till see you in the next crisis." Uh, so expect to see. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of things to talk about crisis later on, guys. So don't worry. But Andrew, what did you think of the showdown between Team Flash as well as Eobard? I thought that it was fun seeing Barry and Nora take on Reverse Flash. And I would have probably liked to have seen more of it because it felt like just as I was starting to kind of... I don't know. It it wasn't a power... Like, it wasn't empowering for for Barry or Nora. It, It was kind of a weird... Like, more than anything, this finale felt like... Aside from the the big moments, you know that quote unquote like season long built to the the moments that were like in the episode mainly like we were spending them with Cicada and Fawn, which felt really weird. Uh, like Barry and Nora were kind of just reacting to Thawn a lot. So then you bring in the whole negative Speed Force thing, which which made it feel like our heroes didn't really get to play heroes that much. So when they did and taking him on, I dug that. But I think to, to kind of your point, Suara, like by the time we got there, I was kind of like full up on all the thon that I really needed. It, it was just a very, yeah, this was treated as like a, a climax for thon and not very is We should have had him for multiple episodes. We should have had, more insight into how he was messing with Nora and the rest of Team Flash. We should have been done with this Zacchaeus storyline a couple of episodes ago and had him as the main villain again. It would have been so much more narratively satisfying. And, like, guys, I gotta tell y'all, I, like, this episode left me... Again, there were some great moments in this, specifically having to do with Reverse Flash, but on the whole, Mm -hmm. I left this episode feeling very narratively unsatisfied. I mean, like, we'll yeah, get some more yeah. of the details later. Um, but I feel like 
everything was so rushed, even for The Flash, which is saying something. And, yeah, like, Shang... Uh, oh, Shang! Is Shang from LWG? Shang! Hey, Shang! Great. Welcome. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, Shang, I agree with you. Uh, they should have... Like, Cicada was underwhelming, and it was the moments that we saw, like, uh, you know, Eobard uh, Thawne that we felt, like, a sense of... I, I felt a sense of thrill, a sense of... And I've said this before... This, like, um, the Flash does best when it has speedster villains, mm. period. I, frankly, do not care about them being repetitive. I think it's fine. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> so I don't know what next season's going to bring. I know it's going to be very crisis-heavy. You know, obviously, as we saw at that last minute of the episode. But, yeah, like... When you, when you can't use Grodd or build up a rogue war, yeah, with the dealers building, yeah, from Alex R. Thanks for mentioning that. It's a, uh, it's just frustrating, and I don't know, other than budget, why the writers didn't just give us Thawne like towards uh, the latter like part. Thank you, Shang, speedster villains for the win. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. It's like, I feel like we brought it on ourselves in a way because we didn't want to speech of villains after Cicada, or after Cicada, after Savitar. Mm-hmm. But then after Thinker, it was clear we wanted them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring back the speedsters. Like, this is yeah. where you do your best. <laughs> um, but yeah, Libby's right. Savitar broke the speedster thing. But that's all right. Yeah, for me, I... Look, I... One of the cores of the show is always going to be the the Flash and Reverse Flash rivalry. So I look, I will happily watch them duke it out, run across the city, however long they want to do it, and just have at it. I I just thought it was just really. I love like the, the fact that the whole team got to really take part of it. You know, Cisco opened multiple breaches, breaches, and Caitlin, you know. Got you know she got you know. <laughs> I I have a bone to pick with Caitlyn because I think it's so dumb that this whole season they made a point of stressing that she's special. She can somehow defeat Cicada, and we had no payoff for that. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And <laughs> she, she she got she she got a little bit punching. Ralph did too, and of and Iris, you know, she shot at him, and then the double supersonic punch. I'm like, I'm gonna jeff this so hard. This, mm-hmm. this, this, this was beautiful, and um, but of course, Eobard it gets away, and it it becomes the most painful. Yes. Yeah. Okay, oh, so. Because of the new t- because of the dagger being destroyed, a new timeline is now being created. Of course, because this means Cicada never existed to begin. Apparently, Cicada was so incredibly important to the timeline, <laughs> like, it, literally like yeah. a D-list villain. That I, I just like. I, I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I, it, I mean, it, it feels like sh- this should have already happened because they yes. already made so many changes. But I just want to say, like, I really loved that we saw the time reversal yeah, for that was great. Barry and Nora reversing the time to like bring back the guards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part was really cool. Seeing their, seeing their lightning together for such a, like a length of time. I liked as well. 
Um, and also, I thought that, the, for me, the best part of it was seeing the sort of, like, dichotomy, if you want to call it, of Eobard's feelings for Nora. Because he's like, yeah, I care about you, but <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm very willing to sacrifice you for the dagger, but there's totally a way I can save you. Yeah. So he's like, he loves having his cake and eating it, too, basically. I, I mean, the thing about this episode, this was a defeat. Mm-hmm. This felt like a definitive defeat for the heroes, even though they got rid of Cicada, mm-hmm. who, like, again, never really felt like a full-blown threat. Right. And I guess, like, I'm, I guess I'm sort of feeling like I did at the end of uh, Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. like, where it was a defeat for the heroes and, like, you know, dusted, erased from the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, like, I, I felt like the fact that we didn't get any hint of Nora coming back or the Tornado Twins. We just were left with Barry and Iris grieving their child, mm-hmm. which was like Grant and Candace acted the that hell was, out yes, of that. Yes. Like that, that, that's like Emmy Award performances, but like they just to leave it like that, I, I just like it, it's so upsetting. And mm-hmm. like I. I want a hint of some like something better to look forward to, but I don't feel that. I just feel like, okay, you made me sad. Now what? Right. I was definitely expecting them to bring up the Tornado Twins this early now, but I guess the only thing I would imagine is that they feel like it's kind of like that's like replacing one with the other, you know, like oh, it's okay. But, 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 but if it was but, still if it was still Jessica Parker Kennedy right. playing one of them, like, yeah, that, well, that, was, that was, that was, that that was later, a whole you know? point in the hundred episode. He recognized her as Dawn, not as Nora. So, I wonder if something... Right. What? No, I just... I, I think that she will eventually play Dawn. Like, she will be Dawn when we see Dawn. But, they're just not bringing it in yet. And I guess... I mean, I don't know. Like, it could be a fun season season six thing if she shows up with her brother and maybe the, the crosser or something. And to just kind of reassure them that you know i'm you know like we're okay but she won't remember you know having ever met baron iris in the past um i'm gonna wait with all my thoughts till you get okay so like so let's just get into nora's death i guess um i'm gonna say my thoughts <laughs> to the end because uh, i think it's possibly gonna piss people some people off so andrew kick us off what did you think about what happened with nora I really disliked how uh, cold I felt about it. Like the, I, I, that is probably the biggest takeaway from it is I was really bothered by how I didn't feel like it was a story that was told to have me be emotionally invested. Andrew, I 100% agree with you. I felt, like, just numb and not in a good way at the end of it. Oh, yeah. when you Rachel win. Dawn goes, yeah. when a soldier voice, who the hell is Nora? Nora. <laughs> uh, How dare yeah. you knew Rachel? I would like, love that. Like, Libby, I want to say, like, I see you in the chat. Like, I was upset as well, you know, crying when she disappeared. I'm very upset about it, but it also left me so cold and, like, numb about, like, feeling like, what do you want me to feel now? I'm just upset, and, like, I do not feel satisfied in a narrative sense. It was just heartbreaking yeah. for heartbreaking sense. It was, like, it was like 
the flash is not the story for a red wedding type story. You know what I mean? That's how I felt about I don't think it. Any show is the type of show to do a red. <laughs> Andrew, so sorry for interrupting you. Go, please go ahead. What you're no, saying? No, no. I mean, you you've given words to some of my feelings too. I think that, like, given how you know, I got misty eyed when Barry met his mom in the Speed Force because I'm invested in that character i'm invested in that relationship and the way that the show presented it was when barry came face to face with her i didn't need to be told what he's feeling i didn't need to be Mm -hmm. told about the emotion that is in this with this i mean we've kind of talked about it as the season went on nora as a character was just not not presented as a clear thing like she, her, her attitude and her decision making and everything. She became a nemesis and she was an antagonist and then she became sympathetic. And then it was just, it, it became very clear to me that she was being, she was not introduced as a fully realized character to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There was so whiplash to her character. We didn't know how to feel about yes. her one episode to the next. So then when it's the ending and it's, oh, this is, no, but isn't this sad because this is Barry and Iris's daughter? I was like, I wish I thought of her as Barry and Iris's daughter. Like, I, I wish that that character had been developed to the point where I felt worse about uh, HR dying just because he was a more realized character. Like, I understood what this sacrifice meant to him as a person. I, I understood who he was when that happened, so I could be sad on those terms. With this, they were saying goodbye to Nora, and I had a hard time imagining who the girl was that they were saying goodbye to. And then I think, Swarov, you probably agree, I was like, on a certain level, probably really offended that this is how this story ends. Like, right. Yeah, this is yeah, what it was yeah, all it's, still. It's, it's just like, uh, and by the way, Shang, I want to uh, address you. Like, uh, I am, I do not mean to like diss Nora at all. Like, I love Nora. I think she's a fantastic character with like additionally so much potential that was left unrealized during this season. And it's just like the way the writers were like writing her again, episode to episode, like to always be sympathetic, but also like. You know, is she villainous? Is she, like, the key to defeating Cicada? Is she, like, uh, yeah, it's bad writing. (laughs) Exactly, The finale in the premiere was, she was my favorite character. Who was your favorite character? Nora in the finale from last season and the premiere from this one. I was like, she's instantly my favorite character. I This totally makes sense that she's a synthesis of these two people, but her own person. And then Mm -hmm. she kind of disappeared and became... Uh, the the actress on set who i can see in the story but when if you ask me like describe nora allen as a character i wouldn't know which version to start with right exactly that's true i see celeste said um i think i was more upset about the fact that barry and iris are going through another devastating loss than her actually being erased and uh that's exactly how i felt same um but i had already long since um, gotten over Nora and was just ready for the next the next thing. So yeah. I was more just appreciating Grant and Candace and Jessica's 
acting both in the goodbye scene and in the video that I thought was beautifully yes. done. Yeah. And, and the other the other thing for me is like the fact that look, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the tornado twins, whether Dawn the uh, female twin is named Dawn or Nora, but like I also just don't understand why Barry and Iris would go from naming their kid Nora to Dawn. Like when Nora has so much more emotional resonance and it's like you put Barry through so much with like his mother, Nora, and now his daughter, Nora. And I'm like, okay, you just want us to feel constant heartbreak over and over again. Like what is going to be the point of this? Like these are our heroes who should be having a narratively satisfying endpoint, And you're just not giving this to us because for some reason you decided to go like all dark and like, Again, th- this episode should feel like some sort of triumph or something, but it feels like a defeat, which, like, I don't understand. Yeah, I agree with Libby. I think that they'll call uh, the next, you know, the next daughter Dawn because Nora already existed, and I know this isn't the same person, so they don't want to act like they're replacing Nora. That's why they get rid of her name, I would imagine. Or right, Nora, too. Yeah. Um. But yes, I totally agree with Rachel. Also, like that's what that's what you, you guys were saying that the premiere Nora was a completely different character from finale Nora. Like yeah. she, and it wasn't like a kind of growth that she had. It was like a little roller coaster of one day just an act one, and the next day another. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Snowball two. Oh, yeah, I call her Nora two. Yeah, so guys, but, that's, that's how it works, Andrew. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to say before I get about my about face? the Nora things? Yeah. I mean, I really like. I personally like enjoyed the last like twenty minutes or however long. Like the second half of the episode, I was like, "This is what the finale should yes, be." The whole movie should. The whole episode should have been this. Yeah. Except yeah. so, and the performances were on point. It felt like the writing was finally back to where the Flash needed to be. It's just that what came before it had not justified it. So it's like we've got a good episode here. It's just as as far as I'm saying, it doesn't feel satisfying because it hasn't been built up in a satisfying way. But since Andrew did write Andrew, I was just looking at yeah. Andrew's picture. That's what yeah, I said. That's correct. Since Go on. Eric uh, wrote this episode, and he's the oh. new showrunner for next season. Eric wrote this episode. Yeah, he, yeah. No, no, no. he <laughs> co-wrote the episode. Let's okay. not let's not forget it. Todd had it. I had oh, it too. Yep, so oh, okay. But Todd won't be around. So my hope is that we're going to see some. You know writing that elicits the best possible performances from the actors in the, you know, in next season. Okay. Well, okay. Well, let me get into my thing then. And I'm, I'm sure it is not going to be something that people will like to hear, uh, but I am, I'm just going to put, I'm just going to be upfront right here, right now. This had to happen because, you know, for, for for the past few seasons, I put up with so much crap from people who have mocked the Flash for its time travel and whatnot and so on. But you know what? Darn it. They know their stakes. And this had to happen to Nora. I love Nora. I love Jessica Parker Kennedy. Don't get me wrong. But if she had just gone home... Without any problems, I would call major BS on this. This is what ta- what happens when you go back in time and when you mess with things, and there had to be, there, there had to be a price to be paid. Now listen, 
she is probably somewhere in the future. She's still, like she's probably not even dead. Is it that this Nora that we've been following for twenty two episodes is no more? So um, I will. One thing I will say, Andy is I think what would have made it more satisfying for me personally, even though, like I said, I like those minutes, was, like, that that message that Nora left for Baron Ash was beautiful, and I cried just like they did. But it would have been nice to see a culmination of her relationship with Iris in the future, because we saw, like, all the rocky bits, and, like, I don't think we ever saw a single scene that was actually, like, warm and loving. So it would have been nice for her to tell her mom, even though that mom's going to cease to exist because the timeline's changed, too, that Iris doesn't exist anymore, but it would be nice to have her have a moment with that mom before... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it would have been nice, but indeed. But but the point being is that there is no other way that this would have worked if they hadn't done what they did here. Um, you know, some people see, some people might, might might argue that you know that it's um, you know, it's sexist to get you know to be doing this with another female character, or that it it takes away everything that we've been building up to for this character for twenty years and so on. But if you didn't put in put into account the fact that this was a time travel story from the moment she stepped stepped her foot into the show then then you're then you then you're not taking this the, the consequences oh, and yeah. the rules seriously enough we just we just all hoped and were theorizing that her choosing to sacrifice herself would be like the culmination of her storyline and it felt to me like it was introduced three minutes before it happened yeah, I th- which I've... was my issue with it. That, like that again, but what we've been saying for a lot of it, that feels like that is the kind of thing that in a different season would have been stretched over two or three episodes worth of her contemplating this, right? So that when she decides, like, no, I'm going to do it, everyone watching like knows even a second before she does, like, oh man, this is it. Like she is going to do it, and I totally understand why she is. And now I'm totally invested in this goodbye scene. Like that for me anyway. I'll say for me that would have been how it went. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'll just respectfully agree disagree then because you know like I I like the fact that it just like it just happened that there was no hints at what what not so because it builds up the suspense and but for me like I said I think this had to happen um which is why I I'm I mean I have other things to be upset about with this episode this was not one of them this I felt like okay you know what. She, she, Barry made it very clear. And in, in, remember, one of the key things that Barry says in, in the, in the, in the season five premiere is that Nora could erase herself from existence. And this is, this is what happened. This is how time travel works. And, you know, look, people are probably, you know, gonna drag me for this or whatever and so on. But, you know, you know, I love Legends Tomorrow. But this is why I always prefer the, the time travel things. On Flash, as opposed to Legends, because I feel like the Flash actually gets the seriousness of it all. On Legends, it's like I mean, look, Legends is more of a comedy show anyway, so it's fine. But if you're comparing time travel storytelling, the Flash is far superior because we have consequences like this. You, you know what, look- Andy? Yeah, I will say I would completely agree if I had seen something bad happen to Barry. As a result of him doing that. What do you mean? So that we didn't get the impression that he can go back and change time and it messes with other people, but never him. Because Nora did the same thing and ended up killing herself. Like, and Barry is like, oh man, my life changed. I'm like, oh, bummer. 
I guess I screwed it up for other people. What, what you're saying now, I would completely agree and would feel really, really satisfied if I could think of something that Barry changed that hurt himself, and that's what made him realize it. Not hurting other people. That's more of like an altruistic, you know, don't mess with time because you can hurt the people close to you. Don't mess with time because you can hurt yourself is a way more interesting idea. Right. Well, that's all I had to say about it. I I, I think that this was, you know, it was, of course it was painful, but it was it was a long time coming. So, and like, like I said before, I don't think we have seen the last of Jessica Parker Kennedy. I'm sure she will be back at some point. I would not be surprised if she actually shows up in the crossover or whatnot, or at least at least somewhere next season to just kind of give that hint to Barry and Iris that, Mom and Dad, I'm okay. Um, yes. I, I, mean, yeah, I would be shocked cool. if it's post-crisis, to be honest, because once post-crisis, I mean, since we know Barry isn't going to disappear... You know, she will. She will, like she will, will will be able to live this life with with her mm-hmm. parents. Like she will, she will be able to live with her fa- with her father this whole time, rather than mm-hmm. just losing him at, at a young age. So, By the yeah. way, can, can we just address the fact that okay? So with Crisis, the timing of it they had for from the first season is like they were expecting it to be for the Flash to go on for this many seasons and then. Towards the last episode, they would do Crisis. Right. Now we've moved it up three years, which makes me feel as though... Wait, it was only five years? I thought it was 2025. Five. Oh, yeah, yeah. They moved it up a bunch of years. So, like, I'm not sure if this was in the plan, but I do feel as though they moved it up partially because... Not that there's any chance of the Flash ending soon, but... I feel like in their minds, it, they had it said at that time because that was ideally where they wanted to end the show. Right. 2024, we wanted to end the show, but now Arrow's ending, and yeah. Arrow's always the center of every crossover. Right, right. So they moved it back for Arrow. So they moved it back for Arrow, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering what The Flash will look like post-Crisis, and it, additionally, how many seasons they'll have post-Crisis. Well, I'm me- interested about that, but it also like, lets me think that there's some... A lot of things did not go according to plan with the Flash, unfortunately. Well, no, here's, so, here's the problem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna put this out right here, right now. The Arrowverse is in major tro- problems right now. I'm just gonna say it. All these shows this season, to me, has taken a major step backwards. There's been a lot of good things on all the shows, but I think one of the main reasons, here's the thing, I think they knew that Crisis was never gonna, like, there was never gonna be a time when they had a season that would air in 2024 and do Crisis there. They, I think they knew from, like, they knew from the beginning. I thought, I think they just, they they picked that year as a, like, this is something that's gonna happen in the future, but that doesn't, I don't think it's fair to to have put this expectation that, oh, that means it has to happen in 2024. I always had a very big hunch that they were always gonna, move upwards so that it would come sooner. And like Titus said, you know, Arrow is ending, so, you know, that that's a way to, to conclude it. But also because Arrow, the Arrowverse needs a reboot. Or, like, I'm not an entire reboot, but it needs a majorly soft reboot. So, because I think The Flash and Supergirl and Arrow and Legends are all... They, 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 need, they need some... some, some they need a, re- a refresher. And we're going to discuss that. And yeah, enough with the ticking clocks, too. Like, that's, it's, 
there's only so many ticking clocks you can use to try to add suspense before I'm just like, just stop. And you to be honest, right. I don't like those kind of types of storytelling. Like, yeah. I don't like having the, like, look, I love the MCU, but I think I'm so excited to enter a phase where we don't have to worry about these dumb rocks and some overly sized <laughs> gauntlet. I'm just excited to watch these Marvel films now where I like... I, like, I don't have to watch this movie in order to get this other movie. Like, for example, I still regret that I had to waste two hours of my life watching Ant-Man and the Wasp when we had, like, what, two hey, minutes? Hey, Ant-Man and the Wasp is a great movie. film. <laughs> I like that movie. Hey, that's the first, that is the first film with a headlining heroine in a Marvel film, and it was fantastic. You take that back. <laughs> the Wasp Hope no, is one of the best I... characters to see you, and I will not stand for any slander against her. Mm. I mean, she's Boo fine. and Stu in the chat. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's fine. I just, I prefer characters like Captain Marvel. Um, or, you know what? Give me an well, A-Force sure. movie. Give me an A-Force movie and put, you know, like, here's the thing. Anime as a franchise. Alex. Well, okay, I, I actually, you know, I kind of agree with you, Alex. Like, Paul Rudd is in a lot of things. I but, disagree. But, but like, I, I, I slightly agree with Paul you. Paul Rudd yeah. cannot be rated highly enough. Okay. No, no, Paul Rudd's amazing. I love Paul Rudd, but I also see where he's coming mm. from on that. <laughs> Either way, I'm just excited that I don't have to watch these films anymore. Where I don't have to worry about dumb rocks, whatever and so on, because like, I wanted the explanation of the quantum realm, and we got, like, what, a minute of explanation of it, I'm like... The quantum oh. realm. Okay, spoilers for Infinity Endgame or for uh, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Infinity Endgame. Oh my god! And it's it was the interval. Most of the MCU film, but like, so close your ears if you don't want to hear anything about Avengers Endgame. This is your last warning. The quantum realm was important, right? Remember, but, I re- I, but if you listen to what I say in Emma and the Wasp, they gave us like a minute explanation of. Like why it's it wait no me. they didn't they were talking about it consistently throughout the film. I know mm. I felt I felt it was more focused on hey let's be as funny as we possibly can because we are horrible. Anyway anyway we're gonna move forward we're gonna move forward going back to what I was saying what Christ says trust me guys this summer season there's gonna be a lot of crisis talk on on this podcast so. Like, I cannot stress enough that you need to go and pick up a, a copy of Christ on Infinite Earth. So, you you know, get it in trade form or, I don't know, it should be on DC Universe at this point. So, just, you're going to need to read it, for sure. Um, and it's a different movie than the rest of us. Yes, Jimmy, I did. Uh, Jiminy, sorry. I, you know what? I, I, I will say, just because, Andy, you, you've stirred this up in me, for most shows that go on for a certain amount of time and have a devoted fan base, you will end up in the place and it is a very bad place to be where people can say, it feels like they just know we're going to be watching. Like, That's I, I think, <laughs> but, but I think Cicada, it is, if you, if we remove all of this and we'll look back on it and say, the idea that Cicada is a season long villain is ridiculous. It is. That, that is absurd. And, I get where the reason I get upset as a fan of these things and upset for fans is that you only do that if you think you can. Like, you, you only come up with a villain and say, yeah, this will be it because this is all the fans really want. Like, this is all they really need. They, they don't need a, a, a character that has depth or ha- goes through their own arc. They don't really care about that. They really just need someone to come in with a weapon and scare people. 
And that that uh, honestly, I mean, the the ratings for a lot of the key episodes in this season were the worst they've ever been because that shows no that that is fundamentally wrong. You're not trading on the good stuff you did before. People were watching because it was good before. So I we're, we're moving towards a refresh. I'm I'm hoping. Uh, I'm very concerned. I think we talked about it before about the crisis on Infinite Earths because it felt to me like Flashpoint and Invasion and a lot of those different events were trading on the name, not the actual scale of what the thing is. Just like I think that they showed the crisis. And, yeah, they they showed the crisis is coming a decade down the line because we're never going to get to it because you couldn't do an event like that on television. And now we've gotten to the point where, you know what, I guess we could because we can really just call it that. And then that okay, will well, be a okay, boost in okay, ratings. And well, okay, that's what that, we're after. Okay. Forgive me, but that's really unfair to say that, 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 okay, first of all, we cannot go on and say right now that they're not going to live up to it. We don't, we have not seen anything to, you know, we, we've been given hints and nods to what their crisis is going to look like. And, you know, I mean, I don't know, like the monitor, having the monitor, the red skies, and the threat of the whole multiverse. I mean, that seems something that is pretty accurate to the, what the actual storyline was. And yeah, but the story doesn't rely on there being eight characters. Well, right? Like the right. idea that okay, would be okay. like, um, it would be like calling a movie Civil War and then having it just be eight people fighting eight people and not really about <laughs> oh a Civil my, War at all. Oh my, I don't want to. Can we. I don't want to talk about Civil War. I, I, no, but, I hate but that like, film. You admit, like, he's right about the previous crossovers we've had. Like, mm-hmm. even when they have the same name, the scale is not at all the same. I guess, like, at even, actually, even Invasion. Invasion was probably the closest. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, and even that one was just kind of like, well, the aliens came, and they were like, Barry, we're mad at you, and then they left. So, uh, <laughs> And it doesn't have the name, you know, it doesn't carry the legacy of a crisis. Right. Well, that's because right. that's because I don't. I think they want to wait till when they actually get to the actual crisis. And I like. I know. I I know. Sword doesn't doesn't watch Era, and I know Andrew, you said you weren't caught up, and so on. And to our listeners, if you haven't watched the the season finale of Era, cover your ears or sue me. Um, we see in the end of the finale, Oliver going with the monitor, hinting that next season we're probably going to see a lot of Oliver with the monitor leading up to the crisis, because, remember, Arrow Season 8 will only be 10 episodes, so, I think there's going to be a lot of build-up, to, which can then hopefully lead to some proper execution of this storyline that Greg Belanti has claimed is his favorite, that he, since, that, since he was a child. So, again, like I said, I get the, the concern, I get the hesitation, but at the same time, I think it's also slightly unfair to just assume that like I mean I'm judging them on their track record only. Alright. Invasion, Christ on Earth and so on and elsewhere <laughs> those are in the long run, when we look back at these of those crossovers and we look at compared to Crisis, they're gonna be very minimal in 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 comparison, because I think they've been wait like they the reason why they have why they like look these crosses have been amazing, but the reason why they've been the way they have been is because they know that we cannot go fall out yet, because uh, not you know because they're probably you know after after crisis, 
expect changes. Of course, I mean, we you know, Bad Woman is coming, and who knows what else might be coming after that. So, yes, I think these are going to be great discussions to have throughout the summer. As we, I mean, we you know, I. I I mean, I'm re I'm rereading the crisis right now to maybe hopefully you know talk about it on the show, and so I say let's go back to let's go back to the, you know the some of the other part of the season now, which um Ding Dong show is gone. Great, how can never come back? I hate you. Um, what? Sherlock. Sherlock. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Ding Dong. The witch is dead. The May witch we is never dead. know how to say his name. Yes. <laughs> I just like I am, like. I I hate this character so much. So freaking entire. I buy Sherlock, and like this is again like a consistent thing with me and so many Tom Cavanaugh characters. A lot of it isn't his fault; it's the writing. But also, I just like whenever a new version of Wells comes on screen, I'm like, oh no. I can't deal with this again, and I'm still dreading the sort of Wells that's going to come next season. <laughs> I'm like, they should have just kept Harry from Earth 2. That's all they should have done. They should have just, you know they should have done? They should have just, like, destroyed Earth 2 or something, or made it so that Harry Wells from Earth 2 could never go back to Earth 2. But then you also had the thing with Jesse Quick, I guess. So like they, Oh, yeah, she was a fan. On the show. But still, like then they, the way they ended Harry was awful, and I miss I miss season two Harry so much. That is my favorite Wells ever. And again, like I with Sherlock, I like I just couldn't bring myself to care about this character. And honestly, it really does feel like favoritism towards Tom and the writers just giving him material because. He, he knows or he feels like he's such a big name and, like, demands, uh, like, a lot of writing, even though his presence honestly makes little to no sense for the main plot. His, like, a, a quote, investigation into Nora. And also, it frankly kind of disgusted me this episode watching Iris and others thank Sherlock for investigating their daughter when really this should have been their plot. And right. It's just so frustrating. Yeah, and, and and just the fact that he just know everything about everything for no reason, like he's the one that knew about the Speed Force, and I was like, aren't you like a detective on Earth mm, 40 or something? Like, why are you talking about the Speed Force? Um, I, there, will, there will never be a more unanswerable question than when The Flash added Ralph Dibney and then in the next season, added a version of Wells that was a detective. Right. Who basically took, played out a storyline that I still don't understand how it made it through the writer's room without them saying, why wouldn't we just have Ralph do all of this? Exactly. Yep. I'm, I'm going to say what Affleck. I said last week is that after uh, I, the, the next Harrison was I want to see and that the final one I want to see on the show is when after we come back from Christ says I want to meet Earth One Harrison Wells and I want this to be the Harrison Wells that sticks to, with, with the team. Someone who is humble. Someone who isn't full of themselves. Someone who also isn't incredibly entitled. Um, I, want, I, I want that Harrison. I want the Harrison we saw but who was brutally murdered by Airbard in season one? Because that that's, that guy seems like a that guy seems like a perfect balance of all the other Harrisons that we like. Some of the quality we've seen of the other Harrisons, but like 
dialed down to like a three instead of an eleven. Right. Personally, I'm hoping that um, Tom Cavanaugh will take a nice long vacation and then not come you back until Aabard as well. You, you know, know, well in the premiere, he, he's usually not in the premiere. He so I'm hoping he'll two episodes, two blissful episodes without him. <laughs> I, again, I hate to say because I think Tom is very talented, but again, it feels like to me he shoves himself or like some right the writers shove him mm-hmm. into the main plot of the episode, and I'm often going, "Why are you here?" Right? Like I do not understand like what you are doing that the characters themselves can't already do themselves, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's frustrating. It's just so frustrating, like that I have to like watch a character or watch an actor I used to really like actually feel like the eighth wheel in Team Flash right. that's unneeded. You feel suffocating, wheel. basically. Yeah. Well, there's I, just not enough air in the room. Like, here's well, the issue, right? Exactly. There needs to be more air. Uh, we, need to, we need to move forward, and I know this is probably going to be a very sour thing for all of us to talk about, but Cisco makes it the, the ultimate decision to leave Vi behind for this girl that he's only known for like maybe two or three months. Uh, but you know, this is the, this is the era of the CW. They, people make, you know, make earth shattering decisions for their partners after maybe a week. Um, again, <laughs> I, I give you Samwers in super, season two of Supergirl getting engaged after barely a year of knowing each other, but you do you. Um, Andrew, what do you think of Cisco's new decision and the I mean the the major possibility now that this is probably it for him? Um again my feelings on Cisco are well documented when it was decided that instead of being a source of comic relief he should be a gloomy sour dick. Um so him having a relationship, I'm glad. The idea that that um, a significant other would not have a problem with you being a superhero, being treated like a mind blowing thing, was strange to me. Since most significant others have been fine, um, I think I was a little thrown, mainly because, like we have been saying for weeks and months, why is why isn't him wanting to give himself the cure like the storyline of this whole cure thing? So when it got to the episode and he said, I'm going to take it myself, I had like a weird deja vu thing where I had to remind myself that this was like the first time we were really confirming this is what's going to happen. <laughs> and that that obviously made it really anticlimactic because... I guess in hindsight, it's it's really smart to make him not likable in any of the ways that I actually kind of liked him in this show before he leaves. Because now when he was like, I think I'm going to take it and go. I was like, yeah, OK, you know, it's it's like when you're when you're going through the motions with a friend that you don't really get along with. And then they're like, I think maybe I'm just really busy. And you're like, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, I am, too. I am, too. OK, yeah. No, great. But like, have a nice life. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> Andrew, I'm really confused. Is Cisco? Is Carlos actually leaving? There the hasn't show? been an official statement that Carlos yeah. is leaving. But I, remember, I, we're, I, we're, we're less than 24 hours away from the CW upfronts, which yeah. where is where we might hear something. Because so I'm prepared yes. to be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's not leaving because 
they didn't give him a, a goodbye scene with everyone. I read an yeah. art. I read an article earlier today saying that they wanted to do something with Carlos that would allow him to go on and off, so he could do more projects or something like that. I, I don't know. I could. I, that's like what I vaguely remember. I think that that was based on the we got it covered. Information yeah. from the court, okay. but so may or may not be accurate. So that, so that was like, yeah, probably not accurate. But yeah. from we got this, but I do think, like, <laughs> <laughs> I I think that it's for me. I think it's the budget, like, because they've always made excuses to not do vibe. So now they have like a quote unquote emotional, like, in your reason again, to not do vibe. Again, it's so unearned. It's so like you know, yeah. you didn't commit to the storyline at all. You could have what done storyline? it. Very what story? That's what, that's my yeah. issue. That's my yeah. issue. Like people keep saying, like you know, this story, didn't, this story didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, I'm like, BS. What storyline? All they've done this yeah, season. Yeah, I'm okay. Soapbox time. Get ready, kids. <laughs> this whole damn season, I put up with my patience level is through the roof this season because I kept thinking there has to be a reason because I get there's a lot of characters on the show, but no. After 22 freaking episodes, I almost cussed her, but freaking episodes, this is what we get. And I was, I felt so disrespected. Like, yes, I'm going to, let me be entitled for a second. I, this is, this was the one character, this was one of the two characters. Andy, you're not being entitled, by the way. You're voicing a legitimate, so, like, uh, there's a difference. Uh, yeah. I, I have two, I had maybe two characters I could look up to. Fisco was one of them because he looked like me. He had my skin color, and this is what this is what I get. And I don't hate Camilla, but I think it is such garbage that he would do that. He would partially do this because of this girl. I mean, Fisco, you better not let go of that girl because if I hear that <laughs> oh they broke up, I will happily drag your ass myself to hell. So this was idiotic. I felt. So disrespected. I felt this was so unnecessary. And to me, Cisco Ramon is one of the most powerful characters in the DC universe. Which is why I'm so pissed with DC Comics that they don't utilize him more. Like, that he's actually not in more stories. And now, this show is doing it to me too. And I'm just... I'm over it. I... Like... I, I, I It took me a whole day to rewatch this episode. Because I didn't wa- want to rewatch. The the I didn't want to rewatch that part specifically, but of course, I had to, because you know we have to cover this episode. But this was garbage to me, and again, I really hope Camilla's worth it. She you but she but have a ring on that finger within a year from now, because if I hear seriously that they broke up, I'd be like, you know what, kill him off. I don't like, I don't need that. So, <laughs> you know what? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so kill him. I'm off. done. You know what? Andy, I'm going to say this. I'm going to uh, you've encouraged me to release my inner superhero. The fact we've already played out the whole mutant cure with the X-Men and Rogue was fine to get it because her power is a literal nightmare that hurts everyone that she wants to get close to. Cisco's power is just a power and the the thing he hates is having to be a hero and do good things. He, as a superhero fan, he should leave in disgrace. Yeah, it's just making sense. In a way, like, it was can we ban him? Can we ban that too? Can we ban from? You know what? Can Cisco we... Vibe is canceled. Cisco yeah. is canceled. <laughs> it would be so much easier and happier for my life and my girlfriend if I didn't have to be a superhero. 
cool, cool, cool. Great story. You're canceled. Goodbye. Get out of here. I'm never talking to you ever again. Oh you don't know God. what it means to be a hero. But yeah, Flash, Flash fan is correct. He was depowered because Vibe is too powerful. But that being said, I did, like, this is another situation, although I was much more annoyed by a Cisco storyline than I really was even by Nora. Nora took him more time, so obviously, yeah, yeah. you know, but whatever. But um, I thought Carlos did a great job. Oh, yeah. Both in the scene where he was, like, telling Camilla and he was, like, afraid of Camilla's reaction and he thought that she was going to, like, I don't know, dump him or, like, turn him into the cops. I don't know what he thought, but Carlos played that really well. Um, and then the scene where he was, you know, asking Caitlin to give him the... I hate that they're calling it a cure. I wish they wouldn't call it a cure because I just think it's just, like, suggesting that powers are a disease. Like, I'm sure that if you took away Barry's powers, he wouldn't say, I'm cured. So it doesn't make sense. But anyway... I did like the Caitlin and Cisco scene, and I thought that it was a nice, um, you know, showcase of their friendship, as well as Carlos, uh, Carlos' ability as an actor. But it's totally at odds with, you know, the writing is at odds with everything, because, like you're saying, Andrew, it doesn't make sense why Cisco would not want his powers. Especially, especially when Camilla was like, it's cool that you're yeah. a superhero. I know you if, have things to do. that's something that's important to you, well, yeah, great, exactly. it isn't. <laughs> yeah, no, again, it's like that, that inconsistency, and I don't know this character of Cisco anymore, and they've just been using him so intermittently and just badly, and I'm tired. I'm tired of, like, being thrown all over the place, like, with these characters I, I've, like, loved for so long, and... I just want some consistency of like how the season is set up and what the characters go through. And, you know, here's the thing that additionally uh, bothers me about Nora. You know, other people have said this, that Nora has taken a lot of screen time. Yeah. That's the thing. Nora has taken a lot of screen time. Even if her character has been inconsistent, she's taking a lot of screen time that we feel like we should have some sort of satisfying conclusion with her. But apparently the writers thought, like, oh, that's for her to be erased from the timeline entirely. Even though, like, again, while we don't know exactly how to feel fully when she... Well, I feel sad. That's certainly true. Uh, yeah, like, like, we're not given a proper goodbye to this character. Instead, it's just like, oh, she was, like, so prominent this season, but now she dead. Or she yeah. erased from the timeline. And... So, like, for Cisco to make such a prominent decision in which he should involve the team in, in which he should, like, this shouldn't just be, like, a five-minute thing in the finale episode, which was, frankly, underwhelming as a finale in many ways, including this. It just, again, left me narratively unsatisfied, and I just didn't, I didn't get it. Yeah, I, I mean, have Joe... What would Joe West think of someone saying, I don't want to have to be expected to protect people? Yeah. He would like, say, I wish I could do that. Yeah. You Give know, me some yeah. of that. <laughs> if only I had. Yeah. And that's like, we just, I, I think we said it before and kind of where this season really took a turn for me that I said, it, it hit me. We have nine or 10 principal characters that are all fighting to get storylines. And what you end up with is like, eight lackluster ones so the bottom line is the show is called the flash we've reached a point now where if you told me if they came out for upfronts upfronts next season and said we are going back to barry and iris married 
their story with Joe becoming the chief of police, who Barry is working for, and Cecile is there, and we're expecting Ralph to come in as the detective. I would give the biggest breath of relief because, mm. oh, now you can tell a single story. You, like right. you, you can plot out every single one of these characters will matter. None of them will be dragging the spotlight back and forth. It, it felt like we were watching a, a theater production that was seven one-man or one-woman plays going on at a time, and they just kept pushing each other out of the spotlight and saying, no, no, but me, it doesn't matter which one you end on. It's going to be, well, okay, I mean, I guess you all got your shows done. We applaud because it's over and you all did great, but, like, that's not what this is supposed to be. And, again, the TV show is called The Flash, and in the first season there were a whole lot of other characters, but I feel like we still felt more strongly about all of them. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm back. I had to... I had to go off mic because I, no, I broke. I, I, <laughs> you were screaming yes no, and you were snapping. No, no, I was crying. <laughs> I was crying because I'm, I, I'm. It's, it's hitting me now that they butchered one of my heroes. Again, it's so freaking frustrating being brown in, yeah. in, 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 in this industry when you don't see yourself enough, and the fact that this show just took away my only superhero is. Fucking disgusting to me. So, Aww. <sighs> hugs, hugs for Andy. I, I, I mean, I also I like... can picture what's like for you, Teddy. Like you, like one of your pr- pr- prominent Lat- Latino characters. Just, right. Because got... I was gonna say, like when I started the Flash, I was like, oh, Cisco is Latino. You know, you know, I mean, I still like love Carlos, and I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm expecting him to stay on. So I'm happy to see Cisco do his thing, still saving the day with his tech, because he hasn't been yes. allowed to say the thing with Vibe for, mm. for a year and a half now. But I I hate the way, like, if he was being written off, then the way they didn't give him anything all season is incredibly disrespectful. And if he's not, the fact that they would have a Latino character who is, like, the one of the most powerful superheroes, you know? Like, literally, he could take on the Flash. His powers yeah. are able to stop yeah. speedsters, and they never use it for that reason. That would have been, yeah, like, I don't know, it, you could have had, again, and we've talked about this on the show before, explore the speed force, explore mm-hmm. what happens when Cisco uses his powers more and the internal conflict that can happen on the team. Yeah. Like, you know, not everything has to be, like, some villain coming in and threatening, like, everything in the world. Like, sometimes inbuilt character drama is the best thing for superhero, uh, like, film and TV. Yeah. Like, honestly, for example, in Civil War, I know some people have problems with the film for some reason, but it's a great film. It's a great film with, like, internal, like, uh, conflict between Tony and Cap. And it actually makes you conflicted about how you feel about each of the characters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I, honestly, during Civil War, I was like 50-50, Team Cap and Team Iron Man. Right. It's like, so something like that, that sort of interpersonal drama, they've like hinted that they can do that sometimes here and there, but they always have the team immediately reunite and, or like sometimes there'll be one a conflict that lasts an episode and that's it. Like the debate about the cure that they never had before, but just randomly had because they needed some internal drama. But something that's like mm-hmm. born season out, or maybe even dare I say, explore Cisco, uh, you know, uh, like 
uh, toying with villainhood, even like mm. it would be like you know if Cisco like in his power, you know, you could have a sort of like Dark Willow season, like you had in Buffy. Yeah. But for Cisco, with his incredible powers, like again, he's sort of like the witch or wizard of the team, like you know who knows about like make him yeah. the one who specialized in alternate dimensions, like. The fact that I'm coming up with better ideas, I mean, if I may say so myself, better ideas right. than what the writers have given us. I mean, ideas, us. period. Ideas, they period. don't have ideas for him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, I, I, again, I do not understand, and I don't think it's just a case of special effects, of special effects budget. Mm-hmm. There are no. ways around this, and you don't always have to show the vibe, like, just be imaginative. Like, yeah. honestly, it's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Flash, Flash fan is right. Um, that I feel like they <laughs> hold on Jimmy's to. Journal. Yeah, Jimmy's, Jimmy's yeah. journal says that Eric Wallace should hire Suara, which he should. Um, but Flash fan said, I feel like they hold on to actors and not characters. And that's very true. Like, they yes. don't want to let go of any of their actors, but you see how, after a time, those characters, like, don't have any more steam. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, some characters or some actors will continue to give material for, like, even though Tom Cavanaugh's characters ran out of steam, like, two seasons ago, like, HR should have been the last one. Um, they still continue to give it to him because they like him so much. And Caitlin this keeps giving the same storyline. Because... Favoritism that makes no sense for the show. I'm sorry. Yeah. And Caitlin keeps giving the same storyline because they don't want to get rid of Danielle, obviously. And then Cisco, it's like, they love, like, every time I say this, but like, the majority of the writers said that their favorite character to write for was Cisco, and yet no one is writing for him. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they just love writing for him because Carlos will come up with great one-liners. <laughs> but they won't actually give him the meat that he deserves. At the well, very yeah. least, if they were going to do this exact same storyline, which would have been, you know, they could have done it if they had had him meet Camilla at the start of the season. Build up that relationship throughout so that we see have how... Her, have her, like clearly work with Iris on yes, screen. Yes, have her work with Iris on screen, but at the same time, see how it's like him being a hero is wearing down on the relationship, even though she wants to support him, she's not, she can't just come into Star Labs like everyone him. else, yeah. right? So that she, makes it... Yeah. Again, hmm? again, there better be a freaking ring on that finger, because I hope she's worth it. At this well, point, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that. I'm gonna say I love that. it, Jiminy's journal! I'm going to say that at this point, if he leaves, if he's if he's officially leaving, I say go for it. I love Carlos, but I don't want to okay, see. Sorry. I don't want to see a sorry, Jimmy's that... journal has a great. Sorry, Jimmy's journal has a great theory that deserves to be heard. What if because Cisco took the cure and he's sort of like a focal point for the realities mm-hmm. that causes the crisis right. on Infinite Earths? Yeah. Because he could easily have, like, that's why they got rid of him, because he could easily stop the crisis, just like he, they had to knock him out for Crisis on Earth X. He could yes. easily just stop it, <laughs> but he can't. So well, that's- like, like I was going to say, if he's officially leaving, then I say, look, I love Carlos, but I, I don't want to see a Cisco on the show that is this. Uh, I say uh, send him off, and I say introduce Ryan Choi, like you tease in the season premiere. We can have you know uh, this you know teenage Asian uh, superhero join the team, uh, who wants to be a hero? Who's excited to be a hero? And um, and th- th- don't worry, I'm not saying we should get rid of Ray from Legend. We can have two Adam. We have one on the Legend, one on the uh, like you know, the Adam of the pa- the present and the Adam of the future. Um, so that's what I hope they do. But again, very very, it's very, barely often that I get what I want on this show. So I couldn't even get a freaking wedding. So that I wanted so. 
Uh, but it's okay. One half of them is dying this Christmas anyway, so I'm happy. Um, yeah. let's let's go forward with some quick notes. Uh, Joe is officially captain of CCPD. Okay. Um, well deserved. Captain, I I called it David Singh knew this whole time that Barry was the fly because I um Barry, I'm also a detective. Hashtag offended. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, would have been nice if you let him keep his job. But he did keep. Like, what do you mean he got, he got to keep his job? No, I mean he's a, he's a nasty boss. Saying to Alan, like you would have thought at some point it would if he was like, right, Flash. I would have expected Barry to be like, dude, why were you like if you knew? Then why didn't everything every interaction we have before this go differently? I'm literally saving the city every other day. And he'd Why still do you be think like, he's so lenient with Barry all the time? <laughs> lenient. Barry's terrible at his job. Yeah. <laughs> he gets the work done. Um, well, one big, <laughs> one a big Easter egg we got in the episode is that, that we've been we were supposed to get this season, but you know, Ugh. Harley Sawyer lies to Taddy on the red carpet. I guess. Um, yes, he does. Sue Dibney is coming uh, as he, his next <laughs> case he's dealing with. Sue Dearborn. Dearborn. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to see that. Um, th- you know, I feel Ralph has redeemed himself so well this year that I'm I'm ready for him to see to see him get him some love. Um, yes, I'm so excited. I was so when I saw that case file, I did I squealed. I was really excited. Yeah. Um, well, I, Harley, Harley, I, just l- listen to me, buddy. Well, never lie to my girl again on the red car, bed. Like that. <laughs> he didn't lie. He didn't lie. He just you said see- that he was coming. Yeah, but like... Which it is coming, just not this season. <laughs> I, I, Taddy, roll the tape. Roll the tape and show me that he... Like, he, he probably like, gave, gave you those puppy eyes being like, she is going to come this season. Um, that, that, that better not be a murder case. No, she's not dead. Um, Arrow is the show that... Oh, Arrow is the show that likes to kill women. Um, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I also, sorry, I this is my like way... Dead, Rachel. That was a fun little nod. This is my to... way of getting back in a good mood because again, I don't cry off on this podcast. So when that happens, I have to immediately like find like my. Oh, happy... you gotta bounce back. My my happy place, and apparently it's bashing arrows. So I will say I'm excited for the final season, but I'm more excited for Oliver's death. Um, so the oh the, God, the premiere ends with uh, the future headline beginning to change, and we see it turning to 2019 and. Uh, we cut the black, so I think I think it's been clear on this on on tonight's sh- uh, show that this was a very mixed finale for a lot of us. I think for some very very underwhelming, some maybe okay, um, but I'm excited to see where this show can go with new leadership um, and mm. with better be- better focus and yep. Yeah, I do. You guys have any cl- closing thoughts before we take some feedback? Um, my last thought is that Sue Dibney, uh, in the comics, is a socialite, so uh, she needs to not be a quirky scientist. I hope that she is like an Instagram personality Ooh. or like a YouTube vlogger, like nice. you know, like the equivalent of a socialite. <laughs> And then, like the con, the conflict now is that Barry is constantly like one second away from his from his secret getting out because she was busy taking a selfie. Yeah. So there you go. 
Also, I, I hope they, uh, because I know in the comics she's a Caucasian character, I hope they make her a woman of color. I, yes, I do as well. Please. I, You're Latina. I would love for her to be Latina. Yeah. That'd be awesome. She can also, yeah, she can, yeah. Be, she can be anything. She can yeah, be anything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would love another movie. Yeah, that's next people are the least represented on yes. like, television generally. This is true. Yes. Well, if she's Latina, right. can we... <laughs> I feel that people are gonna just immediately suggest Gina Rodriguez. Uh, she's a <laughs> there are more Latina actors. Yes, yes there are more Latina actors. Let's take a chance on an unknown. Yeah, yes. Um, yes. Yes. No, I don't want another quirky scientist. Like, make her like, yeah, like make, make her like a socialite. Like, you know, she because in the comedy, she like she is like you know she's she's a right. member of the Justice League and all that. So, like, she let her be more than just. She wish to be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe Middle Eastern, maybe Arab. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like, writers, you don't have to... St- there are so many people. There's so yeah. many... Pe- you knew there are so many oh, cultures I like, wide. I, I like that. I want Sue, Ralph, and Baron Iyer solving a mystery together. Yes. That would be so That'd cute. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's see if the writers can come up with an idea. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm throwing so much shade. Oh, uh, yeah, it's all right. Uh, Andrew, do you have any uh, closing thoughts? Yeah, it's like... I... I'm sorry, guys. I was disappointed. I was expecting a lot more. I thought the payoff would be a lot more than it actually was. This season felt like a season of missed opportunities or like it building up to a point but failing to deliver the full blow. And I'm... I just feel tired. I'm just being honest. I... I really, I know these writers can do better. I'm hopeful that under Eric Wallace, we get something better and we have really strong West Allen focus. Yes! But I'm like, I really don't know. And Celeste, I agree with you. We need more people of color to write correctly for people of color. Agreed. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Shang. Um... Oh my goodness. It's oh just. God, what you... <laughs> it's just oh, well, things are happening here. They're not, sorry. They're not sorry. happy with Sporting today. We got the CW. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. We were just like in my Airbnb. No, no, no. Like, don't, don't, don't apologize. It's not your fault. It's their fault for being so damn loud. No, look, it's it's an emergency. We're in LA and like, okay. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, I think that so much more can be done with this show. It's losing viewers. Just. Do better. I feel like you can do so much better. So, come on, Berlanti. Come on, Eric Wallace. Berlanti PD. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Greg Berlanti came in like, in like a swamp. CW and like Rachel, connected. CW snipers are everywhere. <laughs> oh, Tani's like, why is there a red dot on your face as far and then? <laughs> no. She's like. She's like. No, we got. I got to reverse this, and then she pulls a Nora. Okay. Oh, it's Carlos. Okay. Behind so anyway, um, I can still get cautious about Eric Wallace based on that. He wrote a Titans book. I did not know that. Oh, I uh, I will need to check this out. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Now I need to be cautious about Eric Wallace. Um, he's been in college. So, uh, yeah, he, he uh, I wish I could be more hopeful at the moment, but this is how I'm feeling. Like, let's see. After the upfronts, what the cast for season six is going to look like, and yeah, so let's see what happens. That's my mood right now. Uh, Andrew, do you have any closing thoughts? I think 
perhaps nothing speaks louder than the fact that the Flash is my favorite superhero and he got married at like the same time I did. And there wasn't even really a single moment <laughs> that I felt like we were at anything at all relatable. So I think that if if we've dropped that ball to the point of like, then why have them get married? Um, then obviously we well, need... Did they get married though, Andrew? Did they? Well, yeah, I mean, after that whole... Let's not let's not relive it, but uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really get like I struggle to understand how a show could stray so far from what was so clearly the reason people loved it from the jump. So I have hope that it can be righted really quickly, and probably more easily than we think, but. Like we, we've reached the point where if this is just what this show is, where it is a dozen characters, um, all going through basically like uh, the CW doesn't need another another show like that. Like there are plenty of them, and and also Arrow is that, and Legends of Tomorrow is that because it is an ensemble cast that's different. The Flash isn't right. Like the Flash is supposed to be Barry is. Like Barry is the star, and then you fall in love with with the characters that are a part of his life. That that was like how they pitched it to begin, but you can't just keep adding characters and expect you know like the same amount to cover to the same depth. It just can't. So the simplest thing is I hope that they really start cutting out characters because I think like every single person who watches this. Somehow everybody not in love with the actors behind the scenes potentially would agree. We just need fewer people that the story, the story we can tell the way we want to tell them isn't working anymore. So I'm hoping that with a, a big crisis coming that changes, but I would be lying if I said it doesn't need to change really quickly. Like first minutes of, the premiere. If it goes back into familiar territory, I, I will like break the sound barrier with how quickly I jump back off. Um, and that that's a real bummer, but like that's where we are and I'm keeping the door open. I think it'll be easy to fix, but I also don't think I am speaking for only myself. No, I agree. I, I think that I, you know, one of the things that I love so much about the season premiere this year was that it felt so much like season one. Like it felt like the show that I was, you know, constantly you know i mean look i'm still passionate about this show and i'm still invested in this show but like like it's definitely i mean it's definitely become a different feeling for the show since you know compared to how i was you know five years ago when i first started started covering the show but yeah i i think that look i i i met eric wallace and i you know a few times he is someone that deeply cares about this show and I I think that with him now taking over, I think we're I I think we're in for some very good and needed changes. So I, you know, Seattle Comic Con is just two months away. We, we will have our first trailer done for season six and some details on what's gonna, what we can expect. And um, yeah, I you know television is not always easy. It is sometimes very difficult to, cons- you know you know to to maintain 
you know, a quality of a show. I've, I've so many shows that I watch, even Smallville, has had very bad seasons as well. And you know, it's you know, like I remember Smallville, it took two seasons for them to find back their group back. Because I, I hated season 6. Season 7 was a mess because of the writer's strike. And once we got into season 8, you know, like, that's when the show really went into a new direction. And so, I'm using it as an example. So, but, um, but, um, yeah. I, um, I look forward to see what's next for The Flash. So, but let's do some listener feedback. You guys, get ready. You send in some thoughts. Uh, here in the live chat, uh, and we're gonna read some emails first. So, um, Andrew, and Andrew, do you like emails? Um, I do. I don't have the doc. How dare you, Andrew? I'm so sorry. I was so distracted by this mixler. Just give me one moment. No, it's vamp. We, that's why we love. Vamp. That's why we love doing this so much because the the chat is a lot of fun. So yes. um, you can read the emails, and then Taddy and Swar can keep an eye on the live chat. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. I will just read this and not look at how people are responding to it. Probably, probably wise. Um, oh, an email from, oh, Libby. I'm assuming it's Libby, L-I-B-I. We go way back. So it's definitely <laughs> Libby. Oh God. Um, that finale was epic and emotional. I was crying through the last 15 minutes. So much happened, but the pacing didn't feel too rushed. You can tell that there were a lot of deleted scenes, but it worked for me because we didn't know the team's plan and it kept me on the edge of my seat. I even enjoyed the Skittish showdown, which surprised me. I'm going to have to rewatch this episode a few, a few times to wrap my head around what I just witnessed. Nora's arc wrapped up in such a beautifully heart-wrenching way, and the video message at the end, so much feelings. <laughs> I loved how Sherlock's exit made way for Ralph to fully come into his own as a detective. Sorry, let me just edit that. Uh, I loved how Sherlock's exit, period. Joe becoming captain and seeing knowing Barry was the Flash was wonderful. However, I'm feeling really confused about Cisco's future in the show. Cisco proved he can be an asset on the team without his powers, but then it seemed like he was saying goodbye. Please don't be the case. Yeah, goodbye to only Caitlin. And also, his powers were integral to the fight with Reverse Flash. How are the team going to navigate without that? Also, why didn't we get to see Caitlin's new suit? It would have been a delightful ending for her arc. Regardless, this finale was a celebration of Team Flash, the West Allen family, and drove home how much I love this season. God bless you. Yes, there were inconsistencies, pacing issues, revolving door of missing characters and missed opportunities with Cicada as a villain. Hey, everybody, take Libby out on a date because easy to please based on those sentences right there. Uh, (laughs) There were inconsistencies, pacing issues, revolving door of missing characters. She's in the live chat, by the way. And missed opportunities with Cicada as a villain, but a delightful ending. God bless, man. We we should all take a lesson from Libby. Well, Libby season has kept. Guys, so you can tell her right now. I mean, uh, what Libby knows. No, I know. I, well, I, I said, Andy, we go way back. But season has kept me hooked from week to week, and just like seasons one to two, I plan on rewatching it again and again. Thank you, Andy, Toddy, Suara, and Andrew for an amazing season of episode reviews. Bring on season six. Thank you, Libby. 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 Perfect. Okay, sorry. I like that. Sorry, Lib- Libby. Sorry, Libby. Um, email from John Patrick Van Pelt. Uh, I'm going to assume the seventh. Uh, hey, everyone at the Flash Podcast. I found the season five finale reminded me of the season one finale because the way Barry, Nora, and Reverse Flash showed on one. Also, why is Tom Cavanaugh leaving the Flash? I thought Carlos Valdez was the only actor. Yeah, I guess this is 
we're all this is going to look back and make sense someday, but but not right now. Uh, also, congratulations to Jesse L. Martin who plays Joe West, becoming captain. Yay! Overall, I enjoyed the season finale, and I'm looking forward to next season. Uh, from Liz, sorry, Lee's. Uh, hey, Flash Podcast. I'm assuming it's Lee's now. The finale was great overall. I was happy once Cicada was finished and wish she had been erased an episode ago. <laughs> Reverse Flash is the best villain in this show. I also like that we didn't get a teaser for next season's villain. I want to be surprised by who we get ultimately. Candace Patton gave a hell of a performance and almost made me want Nora to stay, even though I've hated on her for like 10 plus episodes. In the end, I am satisfied with the way Nora's art came to a close, regardless of the speed bumps getting there. Nicely done. This might be an unpopular opinion, but again, I reiterate that Cecile is of no use. They gave her powers so they can insert her into plots as a device. I would have loved if Cicada took Oh my god, I couldn't even read that. That's so awful. I would have loved if Cicada took Cecile out. Oh, but a girl can only wish. Less of her next season, though. Maybe it's a recurring... I just don't like the character. Can't wait for the summer podcast. I think it, Joe and Cecile can either get more time or or take a nice long vacation. Um, email from Celeste. Do we have Celeste in the chat or just Libby? I believe we have Celeste. If so, hello, Celeste. Hello again. Haha. Just want to say I agree with a lot of what you guys were saying last week. You brought up some good points. And thanks for calling me sweet. I enjoy leaving feedback for you guys. Uh, now on to the episode. Wow. Just wow. That finale. Heart-wrenching for sure. I have to say the first half of the finale did feel kind of slow in my opinion, and having Ralph be unconscious was kind of disappointing since he figured out I was actually liking his character this season. He's being punished for his intelligence. (laughs) Yes. He's not evil, so he must be unconscious. Um, Credit to Sherlock, though. He had the genius solution to wake him up. Uh, This may be harsh, but watching Cicada Shikada disappear... Was joy to my eyes knowing Cicada is officially over. Hated that storyline. Oops, reverse, fl- <laughs> reverse flash scenes were so cool and I love the effects. And watching Thawne get smacked in the face by the sphere cracked me up. Gonna watch that on replay for a while. Nora, ooh, Nora quote-unquote sacrificing herself was sad, but I totally saw it coming. It only made sense that her doing all that time travel would eventually catch up to her. And watching Barry and Iris cry literally made me physically in pain. I was crying for them, but as much as I dislike Nora, Barry and Iris shouldn't have to continuously go through so much loss. And I hope they get to raise their next child or children. Still have hope for the twins in peace, given that Oliver is most likely sacrificing himself for Barry and Kara in crisis. Singh leaving, totally saw that coming. Sad to see him go, but happy to see him move up. It's what he deserves. And him knowing Barry was the Flash was hilarious. Totally called it as well. Cisco getting rid of his powers hurt, and I hope Cisco is at least recurring next season. Uh, Killer Frost got a new suit finally, and Iris and Barry crying in the vault to end it off was painful to watch. The video message was so bittersweet. I'm super emotional. <laughs> Anyways, I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Next season better be good, and I'm excited to see what Eric has planned. Until next time, Celeste. P.S. If you're doing commentary this summer, you should do Run Iris Run as an episode. I would love to see that. I love your thoughts, Celeste. Yes. Yeah, we're still. Uh, we're, I think we're still on. Um, no, we. I think we've gone for most of the season one episodes. So I mean, we will get there. Um, and so that's because I mean, sorry, the showmanship in me has to has to do that. Uh, we always enjoy. We always enjoy you leaving your feedback for us. And if you want to leave some more feedback for us, do it on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, and leave us a five stars. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I have no shame. Well done. Um, last email from Danielle. Do we have Danielle in the chat? 
Uh, let me check. I'm gonna see if I see a, a Daniela. Hey. Uh, I no, I don't think. I don't hey. think we have Daniela here. So well, then it's purely an email. Howdy, guys. Uh, Nora snap scene was the <laughs> oh Nora snap scene was the only thing that didn't make me hate the episode. Candace does a lot of the emotional heavy lifting on the show, and I think I get bored a lot because wow, Iris is sad. Shocking. Give me something else. But oh man, she's absolutely phenomenal about it. I thought I emotionally prepared myself for Nora to be erased because it was inevitable, but Candace Patton, give her all the awards. And her chemistry with Jessica Parker Kennedy is so good. It's great how effortlessly maternal the Iris-Nora dynamic was. Oh, what? Uh, this is what happens when your podcast producer deletes a massive chunk Wait, what? while you're reading it. No, no, no. I was trying to move it. I'm sorry. I will. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It was much more innocent than Barry Nora, which, of course, it was made to be that way as acknowledged last episode. And while I'm at it, I love the juxtaposition of Iris' desperation and despair to Barry's Terry resignation. Terry, res- Terry, old friend Terry resignation. Grant did a great job, too. I also appreciate Nora's end, choosing not to give in to the anger. Although it just reminds me that the effects of the negative speed force on Nora should have gotten more focus over a few episodes. Uh, in Gone Rogue, my understanding was Nora had to fake anger to keep up appearances. And in Girl with the Red Lightning, any anger Nora experienced was Grace's. Yeah. We never really got to see Nora's anger with an adult mindset, which could have been cool. But also properly show the negative speed force works like an infestation of the OG speed force in a speedster. Uh, the Thawne portion of the episode was really where it started to pick up. Team working together was nice. And I love the idea of crashing into Thawne with the time sphere. No <laughs> I think it's a super... <laughs> that I think was it's a super... and I have to assume that Iris was driving. No, that's what, that's what that's my head. Of course, she drove it, yeah. and he was like, "No, my daughter, you." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a super great idea to take away powers from the guy who can manipulate multi-dimensional energies right before a big crisis event about the multiverse. I also think it's super great idea to have your character make a decision that goes against his series-long character arc so far. In fact, kudos to the writers for finally managing to complete a season-long character arc for the first time in God knows how long. Usually on this show, characters don't get one, and if they do, they're dropped or forgotten. Not sure why Cisco Ramon, the man, the genius, the inventor, and Vibe cannot both exist, but if they really needed to take it away, they had the entirety of this season to do something with his powers, and I'm so upset they've done absolutely nothing. Also, we've seen so little of them. The only reason to even remotely care about Cisco and Camilla's relationship is because people like Cisco happy... So using their dynamic as a thrust seems like a lazy choice. Although having the I would never expect you to tell me about that comment was a nice direction to go, and I'm glad it didn't go bad. So of course I hope Carlos stays next season full-time, but if he gets a reduced episode count, I hope he gets to have a lot more focus. And if Carlos leaves, I'll be sad, because Cisco is the main reason I continued watching. But I wish him all the best and hope he finds something to satisfy his artistic talents, because he is a super talented guy, and he sure as heck has been underutilized. Thanks for great episodes all season long. Thank you, Thank Danielle. Danielle. Um, Tanya and Suara, what do we have in the chat? What have you said, my dear? What, what do we have in the chat from people? What are they saying? Uh, we have people spoiling well, yeah. the Supergirl episode. Oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> yeah, is not looking because he, he does not want spoilers. Unlike Rachel, who is a sucker for spoilers. Um, but... Alex R. said Jessica Parker Kennedy could show up in a group of alternate universe and timeline heroes in crisis. And that is very true. If we don't get to see the twins before then, then she could show up as an alternate version of Barry and Iris' child. 
um, elsewhere. Um, aside from that, let's see. Um, next season, Barry and I search the multiverse for another version of Nora, just like they did for Wells. Oh my god. <laughs> Danvers Girls, that's awesome. I no, love that. I hate that. I, no. I mean, it, that could actually happen, but I love it I as mean, a joke. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> let's get back to... Oh, oh I, uh, I see a message here from, uh, from an Andrew. Uh, it says that, <gasps> uh, Andrew. it says, I, I hope that we never see Nora again because Jessica Parker Kennedy is too busy playing Buffy in the reboot. That's awesome. She just said she'd love to play the, the new, like be in the new Buffy, which it's not going to actually be Buffy. It's going to be a, like the same yeah. universe, another yeah. Slayer. But yes, Jessica Parker Kennedy as the new Slayer would be badass. I love that. Yeah. How did they get back from the future when they broke the time sphere? What a great question, Libby. I do not know the answer. Playlist ran really fast. If they ran really, he just like like a chain, a chain link, run really fast yeah. and hold hands. Um, like that. Or they, or honestly, the time sphere just still works because why wouldn't? Why not? And yes, Shang, thank you. Shang has a very important PSA. Please, everybody, listen to Ladies with Cumption. Yes, excellent podcast. I can attest. <laughs> Uh, also, a, a perfect mention, uh, which is now my head cannon now from Libby, um, that Jessica Parker Kennedy wants to play Buddy, which I am going to assume is the rebooted Buffy. It is now Buddy, Buddy the, the Vampire, Vampire Slayer. Slayer. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Um, what else are people saying? Oh, Danvers Girls listens too! Yay! Um, how do they fit into the time sphere? You know what? They all just sat on top of each other like yeah. a stack of they, they, um, they wrinkles. All, they all became contortionists <laughs> and made their bodies like uh, ragdoll. Uh, you know, with the little bricks that fall on top of each other. Aww. Not Jenga, but like Tetris. They treasure themselves in there. Yes, the time sphere is bigger on the inside. Thank you, Rachel. I'm, I'm scrolling through the chat. Uh, wow, you guys really went into a Super Bowl mode for some reason. <laughs> oh, Jimmy's journal says that oh, that LWG keeps hexing the podcatcher. I don't like that. I don't like that. Anyway, um, yes, they became Ragdoll. Ragdoll actually helped them. Oh my yeah, god, that's what happened. I love it. Uh. <laughs> All right. I mean, if we don't have anything else, um. I I think that's a good place to to stop. Um, like like we said before, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be going to our our season five point five point five. Uh, not next week, cause next week I uh, I cause I, I I promised I was gonna get up um Suarez panel from Awesome Con. Was it was that it? That's right. Yep, that's correct. So this only that audio. Yeah. So next week you will get that uh, while we take a little a little break. But don't worry, we're gonna be back with uh, with a very fun summer season and some commentaries. Andrew, you need to be on some of them this year. I okay, noted. You know, doing a commentary. Hey, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but um, the actress who plays Camilla, who um, who's Victoria Park, I believe is her name. She made a little message about the end of the show, and then she said, "Hope to see you in season six. So, hmm. Camilla, we'll be back in season Hope six. Hope to see you oh, too, wow. Yoko. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god, Andrew! Please, 
Please. <laughs> Camilla told him that she uh, was very happy with him being a hero. He all on his own decided. That's true. To that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Cisco is the Yoko of anybody, I guess. Yeah. Camilla well, wanted to be a part of the group. Yeah, she reads comic books. She like she knows the tropes. That's true. Um. Oh, right. That's not an insult, Jiminy. Yoko's freaking awesome. That's not her fault. Thank you, Levi. I we appreciate that, and uh, we're definitely gonna try and do another one of those episodes that we did last year with the other some of the other DC shows, um, having like uh, like a diversity roundtable chat again. So, we uh, stay tuned for that later later this summer. But um, but guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight and and just um participating in the live chat and having fun with us and uh, I you know we we're try- maybe we'll try to do some a live show every once in a while in the um, in the summer even and so on. Our, our next live show will be for the DC Podcast Charity on Saturday, June nineteenth, which you're gonna hear a lot about. I'm gonna plug it. We're gonna plug it a lot. We're gonna mention it a lot, and because um, it's for a good cause, uh, it's for charity. We always love doing these things every summer um, as a whole network. It's like that's like our biggest time we get to do. Tell me so much about. Oh no, sorry, that was serious. Sorry, I, I saw like Libby like. Say you taught me so much about feminism. I think referring to Tati. Or maybe it was hashtag feminism. But I, I was, I'm wondering, like, Lydia, was that hashtag feminism or feminism? Because <laughs> then Andrew said hashtag feminism. Oh my god. Sorry, we're just reading the chat. We're very, we're very no, <laughs> lost in the sauce. It's fine. It's fine. I'll punish. You also, I've, I've now <laughs> realized that Libby is in Australia, so it should actually be Libby. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Andrew, that, that was what good. Is, all these dad jokes today. What's happening? <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. No. She was no real feminism. No, she's not... real feminism. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. I love you. Okay. <laughs> but um. Yeah. So I think uh, we're gonna wrap it here. Um. You, if we can do quick, quick plugs then. So Andrew, where are you at on social media and um, and so on. Uh, I am at Andrew B Dice on Twitter. And everything I write is at ScreenRant.com. And the B stands for Barry. Uh, Tally, what about you? <laughs> uh, you can find me at... Where can you find me? Marcella's Ear. <laughs> M-Y-R-C-E-L-L-A-S. Ear. Um, on Twitter and on Instagram. And I retweet usually the things I write. With an accent, Flash Podcast, ScreenRant, Marvel Report, Hashtag Show. I think that's all of them. <laughs> And Ladies with Gumption, which y'all should totally listen to. Swara? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Swar Seawalker, and I write for But Why Though? And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Andrew Back. You can also find me as a co-host of the Titans podcast, which were very, very, we're almost done covering Doom Patrol Season 1. And this Friday will be the, the penultimate episode of Doom Patrol Season 1 called Penultimate Patrol, uh, which I think is the best title ever. And, um, and then after that, we're going to go into our summer season covering uh, title stuff again. So catch me there. And you can also find me as a code of the Chilling of the Sabrina Podcast at SabrinaPodcast.com. And, um, I'm leaving this tab up until twenty the twenty ninth. Oh my god, but bless you. Um uh SabrinaParkers.com, we're almost done covering part two of the Sabrina TV show on Netflix, so 
That's where I am at. And also, I write for Fansite at, at Hashtag Show and Screen Rant. So, catch me there. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I put... <laughs> Andrew, we're all being taken one after another. Like you know, like in season three, it was Brittany. In season four, it, I, I don't think it was anybody. This season, it was... it's like the Borg. The Borg. Yeah. Resistance is futile. <laughs> I should also say the B in my name stands for Batman v Superman by the minute. A terrific oh podcast God. for. I, I really thought he was going to reveal what his name is. <laughs> Never. Why are you so secret about it? Are you ashamed? It's not my only mystery. Maybe I'll reveal only it on that, uh, Andrew, that other uh, podcast. Andrew, you're Canadian. You're as mysterious as it gets. <laughs> don't don't guess in the chat. It will not be guessed. I guarantee it. I don't. I don't. Oh, so it's a really really rare name. Uncommon or it could be easily I, found in a Google search. I, I have no idea. Jiminy, oh, I, thank I, you, Logan Mac. I don't think I don't think his parents decided to go. Andrew Benjamin dies. Um, you know, it's why wouldn't they? These are very name. good guesses. It's a good name, but I just—it doesn't have a good rhythm to it, like Andrew Benjamin, like, like Andrew Bernard Dice does, for example. Oh like God, Andy it... Bernard from The Office. Come on, Toddy. <laughs> no, Logan actually guessed it correctly. It is Andrew Best B Best Batman v Superman podcast. Period. Dice. <laughs> Your parents knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also find my stuff at the mall port, so there you go. Um, alright, let's do our regular plugs and va- then we're gonna wrap it up. Remember, you can visit theflashpocket.com for all the latest news about the Flash TV show, which we're hopefully gonna have tons of, uh, this summer. And you can get Teddy comic book reviews and more Flash stuff, uh, as well as the latest episodes, uh, at theflashpocket.com. Yes, and you can do other things that I've forgotten that may not even be me. Uh, follow the Flash Podcast on social media by going to the Flash Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. And you can subscribe to the Flash Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And when you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us some five star reviews. That's a great way to support the podcast and tell us what you love about the show, The Flash. Yes, and what you love about Tatiana specifically. Yes, Jess. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Best of us all. <laughs> uh, listen to the Flash podcast live on the Mix Radio Network Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern via the Mix with two X's dot FM. Follow the entire DC TV podcast network featuring epic podcasts for Arrow, The Flash, Gotham, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, classic DC TV shows, Krypton, Titans. Doom Patrol, the upcoming Batwoman, Swamp Thing, Stargirl, Bachelorette, X on the Beach, at dctvpodcasts.com. Follow the network on social media at dctvpodcasts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. So funny, on the latest Batwoman Podcast episode, Jess, like, she did the complete opposite. She went, mega feed, and you went, the, the mega feed. <laughs> I love like everyone on this network seems to love that word. Like they will do their own read on that word. So bless our mega feed. Subscribe to it and give that some five star reviews because I we don't I th- I don't think we've gotten a single review like in years. So so do it. Yeah. Um. Oh, the B stands for Hannah B. You got it. Um, yeah, you got it, Dan. Girls. Um, DC Podcast, remember we have our own T Public store as part of the network. So if you want some amazing DC related merchandise, uh, including the Arrowverse and so much more, 
Click on the link in the show notes below on our website and get some awesome gear up as not only does it support you as a true DC fan, but also support this amazing network so we can bring you more content and, and other stuff. So go ahead and do it. And if you have any questions thoughts about The Flash, email us at theflashpodcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for The Flash Podcast Season 5. Thank you so much for having been with us this whole season, whether you're an old listener or a new listener. And thank you to the people in the live chat. You are the best. And this it was a good warm-up for us when we do our marathon on Saturday, June 29th. Go to dcpodcast.com slash fundraiser for more information about that and where to donate. And, uh, yeah, no, 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 thank you, Danvers Girl. I love that name so much. Uh, I love that handle. So, um... There you go. I can't type. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, so, guys. So that's going to be it. Uh, next week, like like I said, you will get the, the audio for, for Swords panel at Awesome Con. And then probably the week after that, we're going to be back starting off uh, Season 5.5. Oh, God. Season 5.5. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! We've gone. We come so far. Like soon, we will, we will be up on a three hundred episode of the podcast. Uh, holy crap! We got we got a two hundred episode this year, guys. Amazing! Yeah, amazing! Yeah, that, that is amazing. Um, but all right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up here. So, um, thank you so much for tuning in, and have a happy mm-hmm. have a happy hiatus, and join us as we do our fun summer topics. But until then, I'm Andy B. I'm Tatiana. I'm Swara. And I'm Andrew. And we'll see you (laughs) next time on the Flash Podcast. Mm